This is the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Well, howdy, friends. Welcome back to the Frontier Freedom Hour. We are diving right in, literally, because we're discussing water, water, water today and why it's so important to the Western United States. Our guest today is Greg Walcher, who is one of the most recognized and respected natural leaders in natural resource policy. Greg, during the previous segment, we are discussing some of the problems. Right towards the end there, we talked about the Bureau of Reclamation and why the federal government is a challenge to Western water issues. Can you expand a little bit more on that and what that means for our states? We've always said that the two greatest threats to Colorado water are California and the federal government. But we've now evolved into a situation where the two are working together uh, in a way that is so threatening to Colorado's future. And, and it's it's tragic that most people in Colorado aren't even aware of it unless they're aware uh, and watching what's happening at Lake Powell. The, the, the water level at Lake Powell is literally 94 feet below where it was when it was when it was filled. And that includes not the part of that is because of the drought that we're in in the last 20 years or so. But a big, a bigger part of it actually is federal management policy that decided some years ago when Clinton was president and Babbitt was interior secretary that the habitat below that dam is more important than the purposes for which the dam was built. And so they started draining the lake to supply in-stream flows for endangered fish. And the result of that is that when we've had even wet years, 2011, for example, the wettest year in the Colorado River's recent history, five million acre feet of water flowed into Lake Powell above average, above its normal flow, and they opened the head, opened the flood gates and let it all go to Lake Mead. So people now look at Lake Powell and say, why can't it recover its water level? And the reality is because the government pulled the plug out. You can't fill the bathtub very well if the plug is still is still open. Greg, you know what's interesting about that is, you know, as you know, we're members of the Western Caucus, and we flew down last December during their meetings. We met with federal officials at the dam, at Hoover Dam, to talk about the challenges there, and they all said it was consumption. They didn't mention this at all. <laughs> I mean, from, from their perspective, it was well, like, well, Las well, Vegas right. needs more water. It doesn't fit their narrative at all if we if we tell the truth about it, which is they decided to change the management of the dams to su- to supply water to the lower basin as required under the compact and to supply water for endangered fish and other habitat concerns. I'm not saying we don't care about the environment. What I am saying is that all of that extra water was Colorado's water. Hmm. And so it's just part of an ongoing history that whenever anybody needs any more water, we are the ones who have to supply it. Um, that's because Colorado is the only state that has any that it isn't using. So now you've got the Glen Canyon Institute, which is was founded by the Sierra Club and is still funded by Sierra Club prominent donors in California, working overtime to try and convince the government that they don't need Lake Powell, that we need to restore the beauty that was once Glen Canyon. None of them ever visited it, by the way, but the the, the narrative now is it was almost as pretty as the Grand Canyon, and we have to restore it. The only way to do that is to tear down Lake Powell. If they do that, then the upper basin has no mechanism. Lake Powell is our faucet. We have no mechanism to deliver the water that we're required to deliver to the lower basin without Lake Powell. So if it's gone, or as in the current situation, if it's drained so low that you can't get more water out of it, what do they do this summer? They drained a million acre feet out of Blue Mesa Reservoir, 
and killed the recreation industry there for a year. This is interesting. I had never heard of this proposal. When we were with the Western Caucus, some of the proposals were around building higher alpine reservoirs. Would that fall under this kind of Glen Canyon focus? Uh, you know, p part of the concern was maybe we shouldn't have reservoirs in the desert, that we lose a lot of it to evaporation. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it's all true, but the primary purpose of Lake Powell is it's built at the dividing line where the upper basin and lower basin are separate. So so to the extent that the law requires a certain amount of water be delivered to the lower basin every year, that's our means for doing it. We, it we're better off in Colorado storing water at the highest elevations that we can. You're right about that. But however much water we store, the, the underlying assumption has to be we're in charge of what what to do with it and what purpose it's put to. And we've, we're evolving to the point where that may not be the case. Where the, the reason I'm so exorcised about this at the moment is because there's a new directive from the Bureau of Reclamation in Washington demanding that all seven of the states on the Colorado River come up with management plans within 60 days to radically reduce their share uh, and their use of the Colorado River. And she is, is openly threatening to abolish the interstate compact that is no difference between upper basin and lower basin, so they're free to tear down Lake Powell. And my point is she has no such legal authority. It's, it's another bureaucrat deciding that they can make law. The interstate compact is a contract, a legally binding agreement between seven states uh, and ratified by the U.S. Congress and signed by the president. The, the Bureau of Reclamation Commissioner does not have the authority to do what she's required to do. She'll get away with it, though, if Colorado doesn't fight her on it. So in many ways, we're fighting for our own water right now. Well, that's exactly right. The amount of water, she wants the whole basin to reduce its use of water by three to four million acre feet. That's basically Colorado's entire share. <laughs> Jamie's eyes just shot for her. <laughs> uh, Colorado, you don't need your water. You I mean, I mean to say, to, to be clear, that's the equivalent of Colorado's entire. She, she's not asking for Colorado to be the only state to supply it. Yeah, but literally, literally that's how much water she she wants us to to all come together and agree to reduce uh, our use. And she's saying, you have sixty days to explain to me the great and powerful Oz, exactly how you're going to go about doing that, and your plan better be acceptable, and if it's not, I'm just going to start managing the dams differently. Wow. Wow. So It's beyond, it's beyond the legal authority that she has, but Colorado and the other states are not challenging her on it. Nobody has filed a lawsuit about it. No one's going to court saying, why don't you rein in the Bureau of Reclamation like you've done with the EPA, which they ought to do. But, you know, the bureaucrats get away with this kind of behavior when no one challenges them on it. Well, and it sounds like they're not willing to challenge partially because they're part of the same political party. At least a lot of these states are, right? at least at this current moment. Um, one, of the, one of the ideas that I had proposed that I had heard, and correct me, I mean, I was kind of laughed out of the room of the Western Caucus, not literally, but one of the ideas that I proposed was, why don't we pipe water from the eastern part of the United States? We have a freeway, an interstate highway, I-70. Why don't we just run a pipeline alongside of it and make the water issue not regional in the United States, but a national issue as far as creating solutions that are national, as opposed to just relying on us in the state of Colorado to try to figure out the water issue that affects every other western United States. 
So can we build a pipeline or should I be laughed out of the room again, Greg? Well, no, it's a, I mean, it's a legitimate question because there are places in the country that have more water than they know what to do with. So for many years, there's been all sorts of proposals to build various kinds of pipelines. Back in the 60s, they, they tried to build a pipeline from the Columbia River to Colorado. Other, other proposals that would transfer water back and forth among states in, in the Colorado River Basin are illegal under the compact. But in Colorado, we could reuse water a number of times more than we do. The problem is every time a proposal like that uh, is put on the table, you can absolutely count on all of the environmental industry groups in California to oppose it. You can count on the state of California to, to oppose it. And members of their congressional delegation will stop it legislatively. if they, They'll do whatever they can to stop Colorado from developing and using its water. So the state of California gets all the water from us doesn't worry about where it comes from or how they got it, and then gets dominated by leftist environmental groups that affect the elected leaders of that state that will prevent the state of Colorado from figuring out solutions to add more water to the Western United States. Is that essentially what's happening? It's, it's a long history in California. They spent 20 years opposing the construction of the Central Arizona Project, which is part of the original deal and and without which phoenix wouldn't have the water that it has i'm not saying by the way that i blame california they're as short of water as everybody else and so i don't blame them for wanting to get whatever water they can from wherever they can it is the reason that colorado needs to insist on proper application of the law and on the administration of the interstate compact that we all agreed to any any talk about changing that compact or renegotiating it as some of them always want to do is a huge threat to Colorado. Our good friend Frank McNulty and I were talking about water issues the other day. His proposed solution is we've got a desalt desalinization <laughs> the uh, west the western coast of the United States and bring in water from the Pacific Ocean. He doesn't think that's ever going to happen with the environmentalists in California because of the brine that's committed as a result of the desalinization process. There's the word I was looking for. We've only got about a minute here, well, and then we can go uh, into the next segment. But, Greg, what is there an opportunity to I just should, uh, use you the... should You should say that California, in fact, just in the last couple of months, defeated a desalinization plant that's been on the, on the drawing boards and in the development stage for almost 20 years. It's a technology that works well in other parts of the country, but California doesn't need to spend the kind of money we're talking about to do that because they're getting uh, Colorado River water for free. Wow. And so we'll just uh, uh, not actually solve the problem. <laughs> well, Greg, yes. when we come back in just about a minute, uh, we've got to wrap up here. We've got one more segment with you, and I'm so grateful for your time, friends. We're talking with Greg Walter is one of the country's preeminent, most recognized and respected natural leaders in natural resource policy. And I think you're getting an under, understanding of the challenges we face in Colorado over water, the Western United States we face over water. I do want to talk about some solutions, maybe some proposed ideas from you when we come back and really try to figure out a way forward in the midst of this. I know we face a lot of challenges, but I, I do think maybe we can come up with some solutions. This is why we want to host an event at the Centennial Institute maybe this fall on water. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour, hosted by the Centennial Institute, speaking with Greg Walcher. We'll be right back after these messages. 